Y'all can eat it. Okay, uh, I accidentally clicked the start streaming button, so we're going to get going. Uh, welcome right. to the high school. I know Kyle's plugging his headset in. Sorry, Andrew. Uh, I clicked the wrong button, but it's more fun if it's chaotic. Welcome to the High School Backups Podcast. I haven't been streaming yet, but I'm going to be doing it going forward. Uh, and I've never streamed on YouTube. I've only streamed on Twitch before. So uh, this is episode 43, and it's going to be called The Reason Why There's Only Half of Us Here. Uh, reason being, we're all adults, and therefore we have other things going on. Uh, A.K.A. Austin is sexy, Jake is hot, and Justin is beyond believable. So uh, that's really what we got going on. Justin uh, doesn't exist. Oh, I know. Justin's doing great. Uh-huh. Uh, me and Kyle are essentially wearing the same shirt. I told him to take off his jersey because it's funny. Uh, Steve's wearing a snake and Andrew's wearing a hat. And that's really what we're doing today. Uh, so, um, I find a little bit flustered. Yeah, what an intro, right? What a freaking intro. Nick, from now on, you have to introduce the episode by saying what people are wearing. And that is the oh, only gosh. way we can end, we can start the podcast. From that here is on a out. good thought Kyle. i'm only gonna be doing it that way from now on so i kind of like that I need so to... nick we're gonna have to count every single jersey that i wear to every podcast seriously now. that's what it kind of seems like huh so, uh, okay so what are we gonna be doing today well we're gonna be doing our normal walk around of all these sports going on in the world as well as a little quick recap of the world cup which a lot of us enjoyed from the sanctity of our home uh we'll also be talking doing a quick thing that kyle did put together who's that player you might have seen it in various different pieces, very different styles, uh, but that's what we're going to be doing. And then I'm going to be piecing together some stuff for us to do afterwards. It's going to be a little bit more on the fun side. So uh, let's go ahead and let's just start with the elephant in the room. Uh, Andrew, do you want to do a quick run through of kind of how the World Cup went, uh, your thoughts on everything? Um. Yeah. Uh, so as we all know, the World Cup just ended Sunday. Uh exciting ending to the World Cup final. Um, mm-hmm. Six goals were scored between regular time and extra time, extended into a penalty shootout, which hasn't been done in such a long period of time for a final, mm-hmm. um, especially on that high of a level. Uh, as we all know, Argentina won the World Cup in penalties. Um, a lot was on that storyline. Um, had a very, very great storyline for Argentina to win it. Messi leaving, going out possibly on a high note on his international career, um, winning the World Cup, winning every conspicuous trophy that he could possibly win. Um, his resume is so good right now. Um, has ended the, the debate between Ronaldo and Messi as who's the greatest of all time um, because now one of them has achieved the World Cup. Um, for France... France is still young. France has a lot that they can still achieve. Um, a lot that they can come back on from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, yes, they had some injuries before going into the World Cup. They were out with one of their top strikers. Um, they were missing key midfield players that would have been very helpful for them to kind of slow down teams attacking press on on the on their side of the field um and honestly it it came down to such a very strong match Kylian Mbappe is a young player he's going to come back stronger than ever he's going to prove a lot more going into the next world cup in 2026 also for anybody under knowing this in 2026 the world cup is extended to 48 teams instead of 32 so there's a lot more teams that are going to be in the world cup USA. Uh, Mer- 
USA will have more games to play. Um, mm -hmm. How they're setting it up and how it's going to look hasn't been decided yet on what they're planning on. But as of now, cities have sort of been released of where the games are going to play. Um, and uh, and then it just being announced to 48 teams. Um, overall, uh, yes. Did they announce if they're do if they're keeping it to the round of 16 or are they extending it to a round of 32? They haven't announced that yet um, because they're still trying to work out how they want to do group stages because they want to do 12 groups with three teams in each. Um, but they haven't really decided if that's going to work out well or not um, just because of the fact that like 12 groups and three teams, you only play like two matches in your group and then you advance on to like round of 32. And it doesn't... If, if they only have three teams in each group, you really cannot lose. Or it becomes no. very... You have to, at the very least tie both games, right? Like... Yeah. yeah. It, it becomes very interesting if you lose one. Like, if you lose one, that you need to rely on someone else losing in order for you to even have a shot. Right. So, it's I mean... It's tough. It, it gets really tough, and it's really interesting on what they're planning on for. Um, as of now, from what I heard, is that they're just going to increase the group sizes from the eight groups that they have now to make it a lot more of an interesting group stage match. So there's a lot more games and it's going to be a lot more exciting for them. Um, just because of how... Sorry, go ahead. No, continue. I'll ask my uh, question in a second. Um, just because of how exciting uh, elimination rounds have been this World Cup, I have to say that this World Cup in general was probably the most exciting. Um, I was able to watch almost every single game from the World Cup um, being able to watch the penalty shootouts, um, being in school and working and uh, having my lunch break, um, eating lunch with students and just being able to like enjoy that environment that all these students have just for the like World Cup itself. Like it was just so exciting to watch it. It was entertaining. Um, everybody was on the edge of their seat majority of the time. I mean, it was just an entertaining World Cup, and I just really think that if they want to keep an entertaining, like, high-level world sport, especially bringing it to the United States, you got to add a little bit more to the group stages to keep people more interested in watching it instead of, like, here, we're going to put teams in the group stages, but, you know, you're just playing, like, two games, and then you're on to the knockouts. Like, you don't have really... Like, one team's really going to only have a chance to be knocked out out of, like, the four... 48 teams playing, and it would be very interesting. So you said 12 groups, right? They would yeah. have, they wouldn't be able to only do three teams in that because that would only equal 36 teams. Oh, you're right. Sorry, my fault. My math was off. No, it's all good. It would be four teams, but it would Which be still four. a little bit better. It would be similar group stage we have now. Um, yeah. Each play one, each team one. Um, that's super interesting, I, especially because that means the U.S. should never not make it again, right? Um well, because they're the host cities with um, Mexico and Canada, all three of those teams automatically get bids into the World Cup. They don't have to do any qualification matches or anything else. They've already achieved that, so they've already are like in. So twenty twenty six, those three teams are already in the World Cup. Um, they do not have to compete for a spot in it. But this opens the door for a lot more countries in like Asia, South America, Africa. And as much as I hate seeing European countries um, dominate the World Cup, um, Italy, Germany, Spain, France, Let's England, and all of them will all have a chance. It really, for me at least, it feels like it's more of a World Cup 
I know that all these teams have to qualify or not qualify anyways to get to it, but now it feels mm -hmm. like there's going to be more representation of the entire world with these right. extra teams. Um, yeah, right. because with this, that means qualification all goes up for all the confederations. Like Africa will get a boost, Asia will get a boost, even Oceania will get a boost, which currently only has technically half a half a qualification. Technically, they have to beat out the other half of South America. I think is how it works. Which yeah. is really, it's really weird how they do that qualification. But at least now Oceania will have a guaranteed exactly. representative. If it doubles, so, which it is, right, right, then it should have a guaranteed spot. It will have a guarantee, which almost always will be Australia until the rest of Oceania kind of picks up their their competition. Right, but I mean, it's just like you also to see the size. You got to see the size of the country, though. You look at all these teams mm -hmm. in Europe that have on that, like at the club level, they have all this strong talent playing for them, um, and it's just like they're all from domesticated countries within that area, or they're from like South America, or they're from Asia. Mm -hmm. In Africa, it's not like any of those like smaller countries that are getting a representation to have these strong players. Like you get them in like smaller leagues that aren't as popular as mm -hmm. compared to the Premier League, yeah, Serie A, Liga One, uh, uh, La Liga, and MLS. It's just like they can play in them, but they're not getting the strongest representation that a lot of people, a lot of their country would love them to see. So it's mm -hmm. like yes they'll be able to probably make the World Cup. But at that point, it's just like you're competing just for like, hey, I'm here to represent my country. This is a great, it's a great opportunity for them, but I don't see them making it out of anything, which is kind of sad. But it also gets some spotlight for their country because now they can be shown that they have star talented players that can actually compete at a world level. I want Liechtenstein to win a World Cup. Now that Europe has <laughs> I will expand the number of countries making. I want Liechtenstein to qualify. There is no excuse for a country with less than like 2 million people total to make the World Cup. No excuses, Liechtenstein. Hey, Liechtenstein, hey. I'm calling you hey, out. That's like Croatia. That's like Croatia. Yeah, Croatia. Yeah. That's true. Croatia was one Liechtenstein, right? Uh, I, will, <laughs> I will say, I really like the idea. I, I know, I understand your point, Andrew, where like it doesn't really, like the teams at the top will still realistically be at the top. Um, but it does become more about like the representation yes. of the countries, right? Like, yes, and it's great. No, they're gonna lose or like not do super well. And maybe there's Cinderella stories, whatever. But yeah, it's representation. Morocco, Morocco, for instance, they nobody yeah. expected Morocco to make it to the third place game, and they mm -hmm. did. Fun I fun expected, fun. I expected Portugal to knock them out. Out of yeah. all the teams, they knocked out Portugal and made it to the semis and had a chance to play it for a third place game afterwards, mm -hmm. which. Uh, Unfortunately, they lost to Croatia, which they, hey, that was a close which game. was a well-deserved game. It was a very yeah, close game. It was a very close um, game. We watched it um, on that Saturday, last Saturday, and that was a close game itself. So, like, definitely not as close as the championship game, but like in general, mm -hmm. like it was super close. Morocco put up a good mm -hmm. fight. What I kind of like too is when you're given, when you're giving a lot more. I mean, one thing I like for the Olympics is like every country available that is able to compete is going to compete, and. The other thing, too, is, I mean, the next World Cup, if it's, you know, 48 teams, yeah, you're not going to get, you know, you're going to get an extra 16 teams that are probably going to only make it to the group setting and then that's it. But what that means is as time goes on, as more countries are able, you know, they have a higher chance to get into the World Cup, you're definitely going to have more resources pulled into building your world team. And I kind of like the idea of countries in you know we never heard of africa or you know parts of latin america oceania just coming out of nowhere Liechtenstein, 
Liechtenstein is yeah. gonna do it. I'm telling Dude, you. All I'm saying is that country down below North, uh, the America, like uh, Mexico, like that country will finally have a chance to win a game. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe you know if they just like stop choking against Argentina. But hey, Messi won't be around. Hopefully, maybe so we you have guys a brought your best players from Mexico instead of like you know young talented players that haven't really played at the club. You know, yet. maybe. I thought that it was a strategy because if you don't bring your skilled players, maybe you'll do better. But as it turns out, that's actually BS. So don't worry, yeah, guys. Next World Cup, I'll be the general manager for the team. I'll take care yeah. of it. Uh, really just choose your best players. Pick the highest overall if you're talking in any sort of video game form. So, yeah. um, so that's pretty much it for the World Cup talk. I know I can speak for all of us. We're all super happy for Messi, really, at the end of the day. Um, and Argentina as a whole, with everything going on and, and the recent passing. So, um, it was I will time. let any of you know. I will let any of you know if you are trying to buy an Argentinian jersey, a championship jersey. They are on back order until at least April and May. So Sounds about right. And so be prepared. From experience with trying to order one, or is this yeah. common knowledge at the moment? Common knowledge, and wow. I'm also trying to get one right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> one thing I gotta say too is the beauty of the World Cup is, I mean, I like when back in Super Bowl Fifty One, the Patriots won. Like Kyle and I were basically crying in his dorm at the time. But I saw this wore my heart. Honestly, could be just I'm emotional because I just had a very emotional weekend. But uh, honestly, I. I saw this family from Argentina seeing the game and they were all in tears hugging each other. And it's a national holiday in Argentina. They are celebrating the streets. Hundreds of thousands of people in Buenos Aires are coming out to celebrate. Actually, and so, I just think um, the, you're, you're a little off on your estimate. The number of people that they predicted to be in Buenos Aires today for the championship was 4.8 yeah. million people. Oh, so you're a little low on your uh, prediction there. Oh, um, so yeah. I all, I saw like the bus getting pushed and rocked back and forth as it was driving by. Uh, that's a crazy. Honestly, it was fantastic. Um, I'm not the biggest soccer fan in the world. I do watch it in this world scale. I try to watch every World Cup. Similar to how yeah. I watch the Olympics, but I don't watch swimming every day. Like I know, obviously, soccer's a very sport. Come on, swimming's being, the best Olympic sport, <laughs> man. No, synchronized mm -hmm. diving. That's where it's at. Okay, guys, you want to see Kyle when he swims? He's like, oh, there's water in my eye. Uh, okay. He's I a wimp about it. He's not. That was probably, the, that is in my life, I've probably watched maybe 20 to 50 soccer games. I don't know the exact number. That was by far mm. the most entertaining soccer game I've ever watched, regardless of the importance of it and be in the world cup final so the fact that that was also the world cup final and took such an amazing and, and fun um just creative game where the best on one team is quite literally and Messi going against the best on the other team and mbappe back and forth and both are scoring and both are doing incredible stuff and creating space and um it was just a lot of fun so i know we all appreciate it i know we're how happy for Messi. um and mbappe is probably going to win in four years he might as well just win in eight years like Hey, um, the other thing is, is that they both have to go back to club level play, and uh, they're both on the same team. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, that's, see, I would feel, I feel like there'd be a bigger issue if Mbappe didn't just win four years ago, and he didn't just know that he's probably going to win in four more years. Like, realistically, yeah. like, I feel like he I would mean, be more negative. You, you have a chance to go back, go into America, bring all your star talented power that you have, promote the sport in america 
This is mm -hmm. your biggest opportunity to get young Americans inspired here to watch this. I know that we're probably going to the 2026 World Cup match in we're Gillette try. Stadium. We're going to attempt it. I'll but see like, you all in that's... Guadalajara. <laughs> but like just that's what I'm saying. It's just like that's like what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Is it's like how inspiring this World Cup was for mm -hmm. so many people when this is like in the summer. Not many people are watching it. They're enjoying their summer vacations in America. They're not really like out there doing much. Whereas like we're here in the winter, fall time. We're indoors. We're not really doing much. The soccer season's happening as it's going on. And it's a great time to have it in America is like during soccer season for like mm. Americans at least to be able to watch it. Yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. and, and there's a lot more viewship, especially in the US because of it. So Yeah. Uh, I also just I do want to give a shout out to Mbappe because those three goals literally were him. He's literally the reason why they stayed in this game. See, and he was just insane. Messi had two of Argentina's goals and he had his PK to set the tone immediately. And then Mbappe mm. had his PK. And his team failed him. That's how I'll leave that. So, so oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Really quick, I just wanted mm. to bring up an interesting. A lot of the French players do have roots with African descent, where they are technically eligible to play for African countries. Like Mbappe, for example, did have the potential to play for Cameroon. So, what just happens if in 2026, when more countries from Africa qualify, does the French team break up a little bit and isn't as they can't? They yeah. can't. So as so. FIFA has a rule. Um, once you start playing and you play in a major tournament for a certain country, once you reach the senior team, you have to apply for a chance to switch teams, and FIFA can deny it. But Mbappe probably will not um, as of right now because he's already represented France at such a high level in the Euros and in the World Cup, and he's won a World Cup. So I don't see him moving on from France. Um Anybody on like the U like twenty like sixteen to twenty teams, they have a chance if they have citizenships in other countries to represent these senior teams going into the twenty twenty six World Cup, um, as they have time to still develop and be able to play at this high level. Um, for so instance, there's a chance for some players essentially, but right, just not mm -hmm. okay. like okay. for instance, America's already looking at players that have dual citizenships between the United States and other countries and trying to get them to come to the United States. We can solidify a roster and try to upgrade it and make it a better team. And we're finding talent all over the world. Like, for instance, Pulisic, he was born in America, but because he traveled to England and got a citizenship there at such a young age and started playing in England for such a long time, he had a chance to represent the England squad but he chose the United States because of how much inspiration that he drew from Landon Donovan and Clint Dempsey and all that, that mm -hmm. star talented players that were here in America. So he wanted to represent the stars and stripes. There was a lot of players that had like multiple citizenships to other countries that they had chances to represent. Gio Reyna, for instance, um, in an interview, he was asked, um, cause he wasn't played and there's a huge debacle about that whole entire situation. Um, that he uh, had a chance to play for Argentina, um, a couple other South American teams, a German team. Like, he has all this background in history where he grew up that he had a chance to go and play for these other countries, but he decided on the Stars and Stripes the whole entire way through. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll end on this. Uh, Polistic chose the right team because he is now the face of that team for the next 12 to 16 years. So 
Uh, oh, yeah, 100%. I, I think he made the right decision. So let's go on. Uh, that was a great talk about the World Cup, and uh, we're all already excited for it, and we know it's going to be another one in four years, and we're going to be excited for that one. Is the one in four years in the U.S. or North America specifically? It's U yeah. it's North America, it's yeah. Specifically North America because it does include. But mostly the U.S. It is all. It, there's like two cities. It's Montreal, and Toronto, in Canada, and then there's like three cities in, in Mexico. Uh, Mexico. Mexico City, Guadalajara, and Monterey. I think Monterey. Monterey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the third. Yeah. Yeah. Steve should yeah. his countries. He's from there, sort of. So. Countries. Uh, cities. Cities and um. <laughs> I'm from Mexico. Oh, no. Uh, anyways, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we're going to move on touch on some other sports here. So, uh, baseball, the Red Sox have signed quite a few people. Uh, none of them have really huge names except for Trey Turner. Um, who knows what they're going to do? Heinblum's so weird, bro. Like, you're you're going to go. I'm going to put this one away because okay. she's being rambunctious. Sounds All good. right, chat. Fun fact. This is Narcissa. She's why are you slithering into my mouth? She is very sweet okay. and uh, you should get a snake. Okay. Moving on, uh, Red Sox have made quite a few signings. Um, other than Trey Turner, not a ton of moving. I, dude, nobody really knows what's going on. We'll that Trey Turner one is way is weird, man. Yeah, I don't know. Are the Red Sox trying to be a contender? Are they not? Like, do they know what they're trying to do? We'll get back to it in in uh, March. I don't know. We can talk when this is all over, unless something big happens. Uh, unless they, like resign Rafael Devers. Um, uh, Which well, is he's still a free agent technically, right? Well, no, it's, 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 he's finally his contract for this year. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Anyways, basketball. Celtics have not been doing well, including losing two in a row to the Magic. Uh, it's been tough, but when you're still ahead by a game on everyone else in the NBA and you've lost three out of your last five, is that really a big issue? No. So um, they're doing okay. Uh, we'll see how they go. Bruins, on the other hand, now are the only team with less than ten losses in the entire league with a whopping six. Uh, they are still undefeated in regulation at home at 17-0-2. and two. Uh, I, Every second I say something, I look at Kyle's face because I like to see his reaction. Uh, Linus Allmark, if I am correct, is up to 17-0-1. And, uh, and they continue to be by far the best team in the league after the Maple Leafs and Jersey made a run. And then quickly fell off with New Jersey being on a five-game losing streak. Jersey is tanking. Yes. Every second yeah, of it's it. Not <laughs> five games in a row they have lost. I think only one not in regulation. Uh, and then the Maple Leafs have lost two in a row and like four of their last five or something. So they both kind of fell off a cliff uh, from where they were just a week and a half ago. Rangers I got a... on the other. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, before we talk about garbage, uh, so thinking about, I mean, I, I'm guessing you mentioned the Celtics as well. I think I was hearing Hopefully. a little talk about them before. Yeah, my problem with the Celtics, it's like they're such a dominant team, but I know at the same time we can get the yips and just be a confused trouble with shooting and just beat ourselves, turn over, turn over the ball kind of team. And unfortunately, we're seeing a little bit of that, even with Robin Williams back, but... I don't know. I, f I feel like this is this team. We only we can really only beat ourselves, and I just don't like it when you know I see something similar to what I saw in you know the finals last year that we really should have won. But I, I, I don't know. I but I agree with your point, Steve. I'd rather it happen yeah. now, however, than in uh, yeah. four months. You know, I'd rather get yeah. this out of the way now. Uh, 
you know, Jason Tatum didn't play on Sunday for personal reasons. Yeah. Supposedly he went to his son's birthday party, which yes. um, I'm not going to say is a awful reason not to show up for your job. Um, All I'm saying is Tom Brady should take notes. However, oh. I uh, do think that uh, he didn't play on Saturday and could have missed practice to have a birthday party. But anyways, um, uh, go ahead. Rangers, Kyle. Rangers are on an amazing seven-game uh, winning streak and are currently up one nothing over the Penguins. So they are on a tear after being the opposite of a tear for the first two months to start the season. So it's about mm-hmm. time the Rangers decided to show up and uh, play hockey. So I'm very happy that they decided to uh, wake the fuck up, as uh, the kids say these days. Is that what the kids <laughs> say these days? Uh, I, I don't know. About them. I know that they've been turning around quite a bit. Um, they have. So that's Thanks fantastic. We knew eventually they would. I mean, they were in right. the uh, conference finals for no reason last year. Um mm-hmm. If they continue this, they can make a fight for that first seed over on that side. Um, however, I have been getting into watching a, a person, I'm sure Kyle's from called The Hockey Guy on YouTube. He does a lot of NHL content. Um, mm-hmm. And in his power rankings, which is kind of nice, we have to keep up with it, um, he has three of the top, the three top teams in the league are all from the Atlantic. Uh, and the Bruins, the Maple Leafs, and the Lightning, not that order, it's Bruins, Lightning, Maple Leafs. Um, the fact that that feels very true is kind of scary for pretty much everyone else. I remember uh, when we were going through our NHL standings just a couple months ago, I mentioned that I thought the Atlantic Division had taken over the spot for being the toughest division in hockey, and it looks like that prediction is coming true, because not only do you still have those three powerhouses that didn't go anywhere the panthers are still doing really well the senators are finally not sucking uh the red wings are kind of waking up from being in a rebuild and the canadians are just and the the sabers are kind of slowing down yeah they they kicked it back up after dipping a little bit and the canadians are just kind of hovering at 500 but they're still there at 500 there's not really one team in that division that's sucking and they're really turning it around in that division. So it, it's really coming true that they are the best division in not only the Eastern Conference, but all of hockey, especially since that division had kind of been a dumpster fire for the past few seasons with only three real good teams in that division. Yeah, um, it's kind of yeah. weird. Um, another point I'll make, Kyle, uh, the Bruins are now almost double second in the league with goal difference. Absolutely absurd. Okay, so that is our touch. Is there anything else you want to talk about the NHL? Um, yes, just shout out to Alex Ovechkin for uh, fi- for not finally. We knew it was coming, but he uh, has broken. Uh, Finally got an 800 career NHL goals for Alex Ovechkin, uh, becoming the third in NHL history to do so after Wayne Gretzky and Gordie Howe did it. And, uh, of course, all my many times in NHL career mode, I've also done that. But, you know, it's okay. Oh, Don't have to yeah, because he actually plays a full season. You know, really uh, full- I <laughs> played a full career. Listen easy, buddy. I'm calling this app on this app. So. 
Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, so that's, uh, that is that. Uh, so we touched on the kind of the four major pieces here. We're going to jump into this little game that Kyle threw together for us. Um, and then we're going to see if maybe I can pull up either a similar version or even something a little bit more in-depth here. So uh, let me go ahead here and I... I'll share my screen so you all can see it as well, because that's kind of the way I have to do this. Uh, mm -hmm. One moment, I have to put it up. Okay, wait, I have to slide. I'm not looking at it, so I don't cheat, although this first one's really obvious, and I did see it. The first one is made, is made to be easy. I wanted everyone to get an idea of what the what we were doing here. Yes, okay. Mm -hmm. So, we are. this game is called, I'm pretty sure... Guess That okay, Player. Anyway. Guess That Player. So, Steven is gone. Steve, bye, Steve. Uh, we'll nope. Uh, uh, okay, uh, back. Uh, almost. Just uh, happened. I don't know. <laughs> Steve, are you good? I have no idea. My thing just crapped out. Anyways, oh, uh, you were saying. Okay, so this is a game called Who Is It? Uh, so we're gonna give you, or Kyle's gonna give you, or give us the four teams, or well, not sorry, four, all the teams they played for in the order they played for them, and we are gonna yeah. guess. Dun 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 dun. So this this one is uh, pretty obvious. Uh, they started their career with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Michael Jordan left and went to the Miami Heat, then left the Heat and went back to the Cavaliers, and then left the Cavaliers and is now currently playing for the Lakers. Uh, I'm pretty sure this will be a fairly easy one. I don't think any of us will uh, uh, struggle. Kyrie Irving. And, it's Dwayne oh, Wade. Oh, <laughs> a big surprise oh, to everyone, LeBron James. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I have to click on this because it's going to be weird. Um, I'm just going to have to do it this yes. way. So oh, uh, we one. have. Oh, it's a hockey one. It's or, a hockey one. Oh, I don't know anything about hockey. This is going to be fun. The Blue Jackets. Oh, God. The, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Bruins. I am the one so who has the best shot at this. These are currently on the. Current play. All of these are current players. None okay. of these Thank are you. any. That, that they're all help. current. Yes. Okay. I'm, let all me think here. Let me think. Let me think. So we're on the centers of the, the Maple Leafs. Oh, no. Um. I get. We get three guesses, right? I think that's fair. Sure. Sure. I'll do that. I'll okay. say Pat Bergeron. No. It's no. Not. No. 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 Stop it. That's not. A guess. <laughs> that, he's been on the bench his whole career since 2003. Uh, Linus Allmark <laughs> is my first guess. Uh, Good, uh, great guess though, because he did bounce around a couple yeah, times. Yeah, I knew he bounced around. Okay, okay, okay. Um, let me think. Let me think. So mm. I, there's so many Bruins homegrown talents. So that's he, why I'm like, he is not homegrown talent. Yeah, well, obviously, he's also <laughs> certainly not on the top two lines. Why? He's not a. Yeah, he's no, got at least a third. I, I do not believe he is. Hold on, let me actually look. I don't know. Yeah, what the you want to double check that while I think about this? I he's will. not on the top two lines. Uh, oh. He's certainly not on the top line for defense. I do not. He's not a defenseman. Okay. Is he, he's that's a wing. Well, actually, that's how he's well, a winger. Well, I can tell you the centers, and I know they all have played for Boston for pretty much all of their career. So other than Charles, yeah, so it's got to be a winger. Um. Oh God. Mm. If my internet would cooperate, it that would might be. be okay, so obviously, so top line, we know it's not the perfection line. So we know it's not Martian, Bergeron, or Pasta. They've all been with the Bruins their whole career. We also know right. that it's not Taylor Hall because Taylor Hall was on the Devils. It's not Krejci because Krejci has been on the Bruins for a very long time. 
Uh, pretty much, I think his whole career, or majority of his career. Uh, and then it's not Jake DeBrusque, because uh, Jake DeBrusque has uh, been on the Bruins for the last few years, his whole career. Um, moving on to the third line, it's not Charlie Coy, who played for the Wild. It is. He is not on the top two lines, so they're scared. Is it Thomas? Is it Thomas Nosek? It is not Thomas Nosek. That that's a throwback. He's he's looking at the roster. I, I want to figure this out actually. Um, <laughs> it's not a defenseman, so. No. Oh. Dude, Kyle, this is so hard. You get this is such a hard one. Believe so. All of the players that I looked at, that I was like, "Oh yeah, they will know who that hockey player is." Only played for one team like their whole career. So I'm like, there is very little people. So I tried to pick someone on the Bruins whose name you should like recognize. Um, uh, how long he, has he been playing? Can you tell me that? How long, roughly? You don't need to give me exact amount. What? How long has he been playing? Like yeah, career-wise, like, or like short-term? He's or? fairly old. He's fairly old. He's been around in the NHL for a while. Okay, he's been the with the Bruins. I think it was the only person. Oh, he's been a couple in. years. He's been he's been with the Bruins a couple years. Like I oh. think twenty twenty is when he signed. Okay. Um, I, I, I think I was on the Blue Jackets. I don't know if he was on the Leafs. Is it Nick Foligno? Ding ding ding. Okay. I know Look at that. Blue Jackets. He is the fourth line center and or winger, uh, depending on. But uh, I knew he was yes. on the. Okay. Cool. So it is Nick Foligno. Look at that. There you All go. Right. Congrats, Nick. Thanks. All right, Andrew. I got you a soccer oh, one. Oh, I oh, I know this one. I know this one already. Um, Ashley, you oh, got to oh. add another one to this one. It's uh, now free agent. Uh, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes, it is Ronaldo. Yeah. He is now a free agent, but I, yeah. he, hasn't, he hasn't joined a team yet, so I couldn't just put free agent. Uh, so I, put, I picked his most the most recent team he played for. So, yeah, there's, there's that. This is a fun one. Okay. Oh, um, oh, he's oh, okay. God. It's been a Cole, um, a Texan, a 49er, then a Bronco. He's currently a Bronco. This is a fun one. Mm-hmm. He's not a starter. I know that. I don't believe he is. No. Not a starter. <laughs> no. I believe no. he's a backup now. Uh, so he's a backup, probably backup quarterback. He was on. Forty ers last year, and he was a Texan. No, he's not a backup QB at all. I don't think. He no. is not. He is not a backup QB. Do we know him as a player, though? Oh yes. Oh, you definitely know him. He has been quite a fun player to watch throughout his career. Okay, okay. That don't do anymore. That's actually pretty good. That's a pretty good one. He was a Texan for a while. Texan and Forty ers hmm. His Forty ers career was. An interesting one. That's all I'll say about that. Okay, Kyle. That's the last hint. That's last hint. All right, last hint. For another hint. <laughs> okay, sure. That's not the last hint. <laughs> current NFL player. He is currently playing. Uh, how does? Can you get offense or defense? Offense. offense. He's offense. Okay. Oh. Uh. I almost want to say uh, Marlon Mack, but I don't know if he's been to the Texans and the 49ers, though. Wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't, don't. Is that, that's not a guess. Is that's that your guess? Because Marlon okay. Mack just no. scored for someone this weekend. I don't think Yes, yeah. yes. yes, it is Marlon Mack. Okay, Marlon yeah. Mack. Yeah, 
Marlon Mack was died by the 49ers for a short period of time this past yeah. during the beginning yeah, of the okay. season. He played for was three released. teams this season. He played for the Texans, Niners, and Broncos all this season. Yes, uh, there he is. And he did just score this. He did score this weekend. That's why I picked him. That's a good one. That was a good one, Kyle. Oh, I know who. I know exactly. I know exactly who this is. Hey, go ahead, Andrew. It's a pretty easy one. It is Blake Griffin. It is. Yeah. It is Blake Griffin. As soon as I saw the Clippers to the Nets to the Celtics, I was like, oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. The honestly, um, I could just see Nets to the Celtics. I know, I'm like, oh, only one guy's doing the opposite of the idiot Kyrie did. So this is perfect. <laughs> oh, he's been on a lot of teams. He's Green Bay, so he's Colts. Uh, can I at least ask offense or defense? Defense. Okay. Okay. So he was on the Ravens and the Chargers. Oh, yeah, I'm going to use one of our guesses because it's my immediate guess. Uh, no. Mm, I'm just going to ask That's... it because it's my first guess. Uh, mm. Matt Judon. No. Okay. No, no, Judon was only drafted by the Ravens. He was only, yeah. he only played for the Ravens. Um, he was on the Ravens for a little while, and then he came to here. You know what's funny? Kyle, you had an opportunity to do Bradbury here, and you absolutely failed. Mm. I could have. You are correct, but that's okay. So he's definitely – he's played for – oh, no – I almost wanted to say Adrian Phillips, but no, he oh, went right to the he Patriots. Was, he's been a Patriot yeah. Um, most no, he all, no, he's all of he was a Charger. All of the secondary is not is not a secondary player. That I can tell you no. for a fact. Uh, you are correct, Nick. He is not in the secondary. So he's it's it's most likely. I have a feeling it's definitely not one of our. Wait, wait, it's Carl Davis. It's Carl Davis. Er, no. I'm actually kind of – it can't be Lawrence Guy because no, Lawrence Guy. No, the guy – no, Lawrence Guy's a Patriots player. Uh, he's uh, yeah. still a Patriot. It's uh, the guy we signed. Yes, uh, he is still a Patriot. This guy is still a Patriot. Yes, but it's the guy that we signed last year as a part of free agency. Uh, and what, the second guy, other than Matt Judon, uh, Gachow or Gacho or whatever. Evan Gachow. Uh, Damn it. Nope. Nah. No. Um, I think you guys have one more guess. Yeah. And it wasn't Jalen Mills because Jalen Mills was oh, an eagle. Not a safety. Kyle agreed with yeah. me. I could have told you that. Uh, it is not. It's not safe. like a corner There's or a safety. It's not, it's not in the secondary. It is not in the secondary. Hmm. It's one of those up front guys. You hear his name a lot. Well, he's, he, he's a name that I recognize from like being said a lot on sports game. Whenever you come, I'm watching a Patriots game. Yeah, I have a I mean, the name that comes to mind is Josh Uche, but I can't. No, he's but like Josh great. Uche no, was drafted. He's young. He was, he was drafted, drafted in the like second the, round. Yeah, um, you hear him quite a bit. Packers would throw me off. Yeah. I didn't think this one would be this tough for you well, guys. Well, because the linebackers are all young, except for Josh Uche. And then Dante yeah. Hightower, who's a Patriots guy. So it's, I don't even think it's a linebacker. I think it's a, it's a defensive lineman. It's a defensive lineman or a D tackle. It's a defensive lineman. It's not. That's what Kyle just said. He said it's a defensive lineman. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. What, should Barrymore? I think that's one no, of the no, guys no, that we have. No. 
We did? Okay. It's Lawrence Guy. It's 100% Lawrence Guy. He's the only yeah. only It's Lawrence on Guy? It's Lawrence wow. Guy. Wow. How long has he been a Patriot? He's been a Patriot for a long no. time. Yeah. 2017. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yep. Was gonna, that was pissing me off because I was like, the only <laughs> other person that's been old enough uh, that's been on the roster is Lawrence Guy. Ooh. Oh, I know who this is. Nindaba Kunsu. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. One of my favorite kind of dirty players in the NFL. <laughs> He's oh, not so dirty boy. anymore. Mm -mm. Oh, God, I don't know. Because he... the AL East. <laughs> He's <laughs> almost, almost all of the AL East. He, he didn't play the or for the Orioles. But current player. Some... Yes, he is a current player. Uh, as far as I know, I don't think he's a free agent. As far as I know, he's still in the play. Check that because I will. Okay. Uh... I will check that. I don't know. Yes, he is still a Red Sox. The Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro? No, Hunter That's Renfro. That's a wide receiver. Hunter, this, Hunter Renfro does not play baseball. <laughs> I was just messing around. There is... Um... No, uh, no, wait, who is that guy's name? I, I wasn't messing around because there's a guy who sounds like his name's very similar to that. Never mind, I've lost it. There is a Renfo. Why did it Renfo, say? not Renfro. There's a Fo. I don't think there's Renfo either. He played, he played the Twins? Very briefly with the Twins, yes. With the Rays. Where do you play the most out of this list? That's my question. The Yankees. The Yankees? The Yankees is the only the Yankees is the only team so far where he has played more than one season. So he started his career with the Yankees. Yes. Went to the. Did he just sign with the Red Sox? Because I'm not gonna. Last know. year he signed. Last year he signed before Sox. this past season. He played this past season okay, with the Red that, Sox. There you yes. go. Thank you. Okay. So yes. say, otherwise, I'm not gonna know. Like I haven't kept up with it. Um... Oh, is it Trevor Story? No, that's a great guess. But yeah, that no. was our major signing. Is it a what? A pitcher or a fieldsman, if you will. No, he is a fields, fieldsman. Batter, batter, fieldsman, whatever. He uh, is a batter. Do, do, I, do I feel like I should know this? Like, I don't know. He's kind of a random player, I found. <laughs> so I yeah, wanted to try okay. and find someone who I, played. I have no idea. If it's a random player, like, I know. No, 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 he's not random. Like, he had a big part for the team. Like, he wasn't. He is. He was a starter or, like, a bench player. Do you know who I remember from last year? Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, JD Martinez, Chris Sale. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's none of these. Of course, it's none of them. Uh, I'm going to click because I have no clue. Alright, do you, do you two have a guess? No? Okay. okay. No, I don't. He had like three at-bats this past year. <laughs> he had I mean, more than that. There's no he shot I would, have known, I would have thought of Ref Snyder, but it's Ref Snyder. <laughs> yeah. He's not yeah. Red Frost, so I thought you were close. Alright, Fogel, this one's for you. Uh, this is so... Uh, ooh, wait, hold on. Brian... Oh, this is uh, Erling Holland. It is Erling Holland, yes. And that, I believe, is the last one. Oh, my goodness. Well, I think one thing I've been thinking about, too, is this really was, if we and maybe after this, we got to talk about this weekend in the NFL, how insane this weekend was. Well, that was it for that there. Um, otherwise, yeah. we'd just be, I have other stuff we could do. 
Uh, but we mm. can definitely talk a little bit about um, kind of this weekend, the records that were set. Um, fantasy football-wise, let's talk that first. Uh, I yep. smoked Servant in an absolute revenge game, which I told uh, Andrew about and he thought was funny. Uh, yep. I smoked Servant in the revenge game. <laughs> Kyle almost lost to his fiance. Uh, it was pretty close. I was actually really scared going into the fourth game. Yeah. He almost lost to the AC, I guess is a more way to put it. Steve barely survived, but it's going to his teeth, kind of. Uh, you ready, Steve? Yeah. Oh, I am so terrified. I'm not ready. For, oh, I'm not ready for this weekend. This is going to be the rough. The funniest part about all of this, if, yeah. If me and Kyle win, it is going to be a battle for how much money he owes me for the laptop. <laughs> I, I mean, I get. I mean, I, I would still prefer to get some money and still, even though I'll owe it to you, but still. No, well, no, but think about yeah. it. So I'm selling Kyle my laptop for X amount yeah. of dollars. If, if it's between me and him, he's going to get a majority of the prize. We can talk about the prize. Well. He's going to get, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's about 160 and I would get like 40 or whatever, double my buyback. Yeah. Um, and so if mm-hmm. I win, then I get to keep the 160 because I'm the one who holds it, so I just get to keep it. And Kyle would just have to pay me forty dollars less for the laptop, or if he wins, he pays me one hundred sixty dollars less. So it's a real toss-up of what we're going for here. So um, we'll see what happens uh, if that we have to get there before we get there. If Steve beats him, then Kyle's hopes and dreams of any sort of uh, not having any sort of, any sort of profit from gambling yes. with fantasy football goes it's out the gone. window. Um, Steve- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, don't so gamble, kids. That's really the update for that. Um, it should be interesting. Uh, I think I don't know who I'm playing. To be frank, you're playing uh, Jake Drew. Oh, I'm getting smoked. His team's gross. This is the other, this is yeah, gross. he has he has uh, the Jetta. best wide receiver in the league. Yeah, yeah Jay Jetta. Like, what the heck? Yeah, I thought I thought Jeff, I thought Jefferson was going to be out this weekend with with uh, the I thought he was like injured for the rest of the game, and then he goes in and goes off for over 130 receiving yards. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, all I know is oh, here's DeAndre's Oh, his I'm team is gross. His team is gross. He has DeAndre Swift, Jalen Waddell, Jay Jetta, CeeDee Lamb, Cole Komet, T. Higgins. Like, oh. I'm looking at it. I'll get a defense, Ooh. and with the defense, will be probably projected about 15 points. So I'll be about 10 less projected than him, which isn't awful, but it's so definitely not ideal. So... Uh, we'll see how that goes. So that's that quick update. Otherwise, in the NFL, let's touch on a few major things that did happen. Uh, Giants win. Woo, move yeah, on. Giants that's all we're Giants talk. went through. So there's okay. okay. <laughs> well, one of the big things we got to talk about this weekend is the BS uh, uh, refereeing that was going on in a couple of okay. games. So see, I was I thinking don't talk about the Patriots game. Okay. No, 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 no not the Patriots. Well, we have to, but we have to. The Patriots game in a second because I need some joy in my life, Nicholas. But let me talk about the Giants game really quick because there's one play that I'm actually more angry about because it kind of that play, that flag on. Um, oh, uh, Terry, Terry, right? Terry McLaurin to take away that touchdown was absolutely absurd because you see wide receivers in the league all the time look at the ref to make sure they're on the line of scrimmage. And whether or not the ref wanted to acknowledge it or not, I don't think you can call a play, call that a flag when the player is legitimately trying to not break the rule. 
Like yeah. he's, you can see from any angle you're looking at this play from this play of him clearly saying, "Am I on the line of scrimmage? Am I good?" Like he, he points. He, 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 he even moved closer too. Like, the ref sense. motioned him forward up. Like I literally saw the ref like mm-hmm. he pull, pushed his hand forward. He's like, "No, you can move up a little bit more." So he I moved think, up a bit, and then it was just like, ref was like. Yeah. I think that was the one of the dumb like the ref had his hand on the flag before the even play started. Like he was gonna call a flag. It looks like he was gonna call a flag regardless of what it was. He was yeah. looking for something to call, which really pisses me off because then it really looks like the game was kind of rigged. Because it, yes. it cost me seventy dollars. It's really simple as that. I had Brian Robinson <laughs> on anytime T D and I had uh them covering the, the over of the points, and that would have sent them to overtime, which then they would have had more than forty and a half points. So I'm pissed because then if that happens, all I need is Terry McLaurin to have five more receiving yards, and then I hit a $520 parlay. So I'm pissed that I just lost all that money because of the bullshit that the NFL is rigging these games because the Giants can't win game or can't win games on their own. Okay, see, hey. that's why it pisses me off because that's so bull- bullshit. Because the Giants can legitimately win games on their own, but people aren't going to fucking know that or even care that they can win games on their own because of bullshit calls like that that went the opposite way. Speaking of bullshit calls, how do the refs not call pass interference on that last th- play of the game for the Giants game? Yeah, I don't know. How do you not? See, because that was clearly pass interference to me, but then on the other end of that, Kayvon Thibodeau clearly got punched in the fucking eye. And yeah. You could see, so like at least those plays would have offset and they would have had a replay, but call something. If you're going to call Terry McLaurin for being not in the line of scrimmage, but you're not going to call pass interference or illegal hands to the face, what the fuck are you doing? That whole end of the game was really bad. Uh, cost me money, not money I need, but money I want, and so therefore it pissed me off. So um, mm-hmm. that game alone was bad. Um, on other piece of the NFL, before it gets the thing I really don't want to talk about, and I avoided <laughs> all day. Um, the fact that the Vikings now have the record for the largest comeback in NFL history is one, yep. fantastic for them because they have the offense to do it, and two makes the Colts and Matt Ryan, especially Matt Ryan, look significantly worse than they already did because Matt Ryan is on the end of the two worst, the two largest losses in both the regular season and the postseason in terms of Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? That dude is the choke artist of the century and the Colts couldn't do anything either. 33 points. That is set, what, five touchdowns? Five touchdowns and a, and a half on top of the fact that they they scored a field goal. Cool. So they scored five touchdowns and a field goal. They scored six times in the second half, and you scored one. I think it was barely. I think it was barely the second half too. I don't. I think it was just barely a quarter. Yeah. Like I don't think they started their comeback until midway through the third quarter. It's just the fact that it happened was absolutely ridiculous. Um, well, and... the other thing I have to say is that the Vikings receiver uh, Jalen Rager really costed them like majority of the game during the first half. Like, there's videos of him just like stopping his route like halfway, like oh. midway through it, and then it's just like Cousins throws a pick, and it's just like what the hell? Like, finish your route. You, did you, uh, Nick and mm-hmm. Steve, 
you guys see that play of the Jalen Rager that Andrew's talking about? I did. I did. No, I actually did not see it, but I've heard a little it, bit it about was it. It's as bad of a route run that I have ever seen from a professional wide receiver ever. Mm-hmm. Like it was clear that Kirk Cousins was fully expecting Jalen Rager to at least be close to where he was throwing the ball. And Rager mm-hmm. legitimately stopped running and there was just a Colts player there to catch the ball. Like it, it mm-hmm. was that was one of the, the blatant, worst. it was like a blatant like stop like he like was like oh you threw it to me like what the hell you mean i'm throwing it to you like you were your route was supposed to be the hot route like you were there you were supposed to be there i wish they had a close-up of what kirk cousins was thinking in that moment because he like kirk is definitely one of the nicer players in the league so he probably wasn't as mad as he should be in that situation but like when the wide receivers coach i don't know if you saw the video afterwards but there's like a video of like the wide receiver coach going over to him and being like rager what the hell was that? Like, you literally stopped, like, in your route and causes us to turnover, which extended their lead. There's, like, two videos of, like, Rager, like, stopping midway through his route, or he gets beaten by the defender so easily. And it's like, what the heck? Eagles must be jumping for joy if they were able to get rid of him. I don't even know what they got. Oh, God. It was, like, a fifth and sixth pick. They got, like, two picks for him. Absolutely. It it cost them basically nothing to pick him up. My butt. First round talent, my butt coming out of college, Jalen Rager. Yeah, oh my awesome. god. Um, and honestly, he's had points this season where he's looked decent too. So like, see that KJ Osborne was the real surprise in that game. Like that dude, KJ Osborne had like 150 or rece- uh, 150 reception yards, like two TDs. Like he should have been doing that all season, but Jalen Rager was pulling away from his reps. Is what it kind of feels. like. So. Well, yeah, and then like KJ Osborne can legitimately be a solid wide receiver two on most teams in the league. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's making strides for it, but like you added Jalen Rager, who they all, who the Vikings thought was going to be the next big thing for them to add in as a first round talent to kind of replace Adam Thielen when he retires, because Adam Thielen's getting up there in age. No, to any Vikings fans out there, like you understand he's going to retire soon because of his age, Mm -hmm. but like you have Justin Jefferson, who's your solidified wide receiver one option, and Thielen's been moved to wide receiver two. But it's like you thought Jalen Rager was going to. You had. They had to have thought of something. They had to have thought. Jalen Rager, first round talent. He's been. He was at the beginning of Jefferson's season. He was yes at the beginning of Jefferson's season after they traded Diggs. After they traded Diggs away, and then when Jefferson started making these huge strides, then Jefferson got moved up to wide receiver one, and Thielen moved back down to two, which is why which is Thielen's strong suit is being wide receiver Mm -hmm. two in that option. He doesn't want to too anyway. Yeah, he was growing. I yeah, mean, he when he growing. when he took when he was taking pressure off after Stefan Diggs, I think it's twenty eighteen season after uh um after like you know Stefan Diggs had that incredible play in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Adam Thielen went like eight games with eight hundred rec- with a hundred receiving yards and like a touchdown. And he went off. He did nothing for the rest of the season, but he went off for those oh, eight games because at a number two position, everyone was going for digs, and he was what, able last to. Year, last yeah. year, he got can, uh, catch of the year candidate for mm-hmm. those incredible one-handed snags in the back of the end zone. Like, holy crap. Yeah, he, he's a good receiver, like, and he gets a lot of flags. He hasn't been good this year. He's getting a little older, but 
Um, yeah. Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne are the future of that team for sure. Uh, for sure. Sure. Jedi, oh, but I really, I really see them draft. The Vikings might be drafting at least another uh, receiver, Vikings. probably first or second round, but just to like help solidify them. Their but yeah, looks pretty good. Like to be frank. Like, no, they, they just need uh, help in their secondary. They just need help yeah. in the secondary. That's all they yeah. need. It's like that front end of their freaking defense is terrific, but they just have no secondary to protect them. Yeah, I think yes. getting Patrick beat. Peterson smoke people. Uh, that's gotta be my favorite piece. That's the thing. It's it's they have the, uh, their defense is they have a good front seven and they actually have very good linebackers that they can use. It's just when you uh, start taking away, you know, Patrick Peterson, you have linebackers and very crappy corners going up against wide receivers, and that's how they can kill you. Have, you have small, speedy wide receivers, you can. Definitely, you know, that's what the Lions did. They just used their wide receivers basically just to spread out their defense and to spread out the Vikings defense. But I think they should use their picks for a corner. Pick up another corner, maybe oh, God, even yeah. a safety. First round, I would yeah. say first round, draft a corner. Get some strong talent yeah. in there. Uh, honestly, you can build up. I mean, I don't think Irv Smith has got, is on that end of his rookie contract yeah, right now. So they have like, they'll resign him or they'll make him a trade option value by the by his contract signing day um and kind of give him up for at least another like second round pick because they gave up one for hawkinson so i mean that's true hawkinson why not gross though so i don't know dude so that's what i'm that's what i'm saying is that you now have hawkinson and you lost smith i would two pr- option or he should be yeah number three. yeah if K- yeah if which um, yeah. I still don't get that trade considering okay. how good the Lions are now. Why they so, didn't so, just keep Hawkins? Yeah, but the Lions are Lions are in second right now. Hear me out. Hear me yeah. out. Ready? The yeah. Patriots, if they lose their next three games and a few things work out, they get the seventh overall pick. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that we should tank for the rest of the season so that we can get uh, the seventh overall pick. I have a crazy idea. This is I don't know if this is crazy because I think a lot of people are getting sick of it. I like the idea of Belichick retiring. And one thing, I mean, Colin Coward, I was, I was listening to him yesterday, and he was he's looking at the idea. Uh, Sorry, defense. he's an idiot. No, I can't say it, but anyway, continue. Why do you think he's an idiot? Uh, Daniel Jones? Because, oh, because he has honest no, takes about sorry. Daniel Jones? All right, no. so one thing so he no. did say was, one thing I will give Belichick is, Belichick's the front office and the head coach. And as an organization, we're showing that even though we can draft okay players, we're only drafting well really on defense. So Stephen Belichick can definitely be a great defensive coordinator, especially, or even have Belichick just be, you know, an advisor, advisory role if he can. But here's the one thing. I know a certain Sean McVay, who there are rumors that he may honestly leave uh, that's not may actually, no, no, stop it. He is not coming to the Patriots. I will, Sean I will riot. Not, you know, I will riot. So the problem is, broadcast for a few years. That's a fact. He might broadcast, so, but what we actually know need... is that hmm. Sean McVay also signed Matt Stafford to a five-year contract deal. So you also have to think that like McVay has something to do with all this. And if they really believe that McVay knows what he's doing, they're going to keep him on for at least another mm-hmm. two more years. Because, like, you know, it's the Super Bowl hangover right now for them. And they're experiencing yeah. it so bad right now. Well, what I will say with McVay is lot, so. really McVay is just the ultimate example of we need a good offensive coach. Hell, I mean, even if we have an offensive coordinator, 
I mean, Jake uh, was talking in our chat the other day. We could easily we could be like ten and five right now, or ten and four, if we had someone competent on offense. And even if it was just hiring Frank Reich or picking up another, you know, offensive coordinator from another team, just having um, somebody to run our offense, and then also if we have a seventh overall pick, who knows? We could turn that or take a, some seconds and a third and honestly turn that into somebody like picking up a Hopkins because Belichick and Hopkins got along really well the last time they met up. So there's a lot we can do. I mean, hell, even if we use a second pick and we get Hopkins on our team, then we use our first pick to pick up maybe, you know, using that honestly for an incredible corner or something like that. Who knows? But we just – what we have now doesn't work and – we may even need to just throw out the playbook at this point. So, so there is rumors that um, the Patriots potentially during the offseason are going to go after Bill O'Brien, who was mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator during the time Mac Jones was at Alabama, and potentially sign him as the offensive coordinator for the yep. Patriots. So because Bill O'Brien developed Mac Jones to be that first-round pick, from his one year that he spent playing as the starting quarterback at Alabama to potentially bring him back to that national championship run that he had to give him some sort of consistency to help him build that offense, to play around the players that the team already has and to utilize it better, to make the smarter play calls because it's like Matt Patricia, he was the defensive coordinator for such a long period of time for the Patriots. You stick him in an offensive situation. Yes. Like, you could probably – you already know what you want for offense because you know how to counter defense if you already know what you want on defense. But you can't do that if you can't find consistency with the players that you have. Like, you have consistent players. you got to utilize them. And if you're not going to utilize them and you're not going to find players that your quarterback works well with, you're not there anymore. Like, you got to go. I really I think mean- – if- if the if Bill Belichick stays as head coach, he's smart. He brings Patricia back down to the defensive side and works with the defense to build them stronger, to consistently coach the defense so he can focus then on the offensive side of the ball and he can fix all that solutions. That's what I see that the Patriots need to fix this offseason. And the offensive side of the ball has been struggling ever since we drafted Mac Jones. We've lost like pass yarding. Uh, we haven't been scoring as many points as we usually do. And it's kind of like shown that we've kind of digressed and we've been winning because of our defense. And if we want to have that strong defense and you put someone who knows how our defensive system works back down there, then that's great. And then you find somebody who's worked with Mac Jones before or who has an offensive experience that can be consistent for that role for him and lead him instead of switching it up half after freaking offensive coordinator gets signed by a to a head coaching position and then it's flopping like <laughs> first off let's just say that josh mcdaniels went to the afc west the first time failed now he's back over in the afc west and is failing i don't think the afc west is where he needs to be at all yeah um i mean i don't think he's failing as much as it looked like he was at first uh, the truth of the matter is the Patriots made the most boneheaded play ever in history. Uh, uh. And, and 
to keep it real short and frank on that subject. Um, no, yeah. no, no, we're not keeping all, it short. They should not have been in that position, one, because they shouldn't have let the Raiders score. Two, the Raiders actually yes. didn't score from literally any and every angle. Kyle, you have to agree with that. What? Three, Sorry. That the Raiders the, did, the... not only should the Patriots have not have been in that situation where the Raiders scored, the Raiders did mm. not score. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I no it was out of bounds. Uh, number three, uh, Ramondre, first of all, actually, I don't even want to blame Ramondre. Uh, Matt Patricia is dumb for calling the play. If it wasn't Matt Patricia, that's on Ramondre. Ramondre shouldn't have just knocked it down. I guess they talked about it afterwards in an interview that it was just to get a few yards and get down to go to overtime. Why are you lateraling? Why is Jacoby Myers' mm-hmm. initial reaction then to throw the ball backwards? And honestly, yeah. no one can blame Mac Jones for getting run over by a dude that's 100 mm-hmm. pounds heavier and a foot taller. Like, there's really nothing else to that? Do. And you know what's worse? It was a former uh, Patriot that did it to us. It was a former... That doesn't make it worse. It makes me Dar- better because... It makes Chandler it Jones hilarious. Not, Chandler Jones should not have left the Patriots or been allowed to leave. He got really oh, no, we should have re-signed him. We should have kept him. Um... The but other Matt thing Jones is, getting is like, run over was the funniest shit I think I've ever yeah, seen. I hope, I hope, like, yes, I hope I that Daniel Jones, so. no, Josh Allen's Jones tackling him, not survive oh, no, no, no. this week. Josh Allen survive. Is not whoa, 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 what do you mean not he survive? Is... I didn't. I'm not wishing for Mac Jones to get hurt. I'm just saying. I thought you, it was hilarious. You laugh. You're laughing at him getting run over. I hope yes, Daniel Jones gets run over. Andrew, if that was any other quarterback, you're telling me you wouldn't laugh your ass off? You wouldn't be shitting yourself laughing hard if you're watching a quarterback? If it was Daniel Jones, yes. If it was Daniel Jones, I just, you would laugh at any quarterback in that I wouldn't situation. even laugh. I, I just would be like, I expected it. I expected it. No, it was expected. No, I'm agree with I'm agreeing with Steve here. No matter what, like, any quarterback, I think Josh Allen makes a better attempt. I think that uh, <laughs> Daniel Jones makes a better attempt because he's just bigger. But they all get run I, over by Chandler I think Patrick Mahomes runs away, to be honest. Uh, to be I, I, fair, think this, yeah, I think there's a few quarterbacks. I actually think there's an – I feel like there's Lamar an instruction by, ja- by his Jackson wife. Probably, his wife comes in. Lamar Jackson would be taken off right there. You know there. who would have uh, made that tackle? Jamarcus Russell. Like, it's just that simple. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, that's right. It's hard to run over a whale. Come on. But I think yeah. – well, I think the big game, one, one of the big games for me this weekend was, oh my gosh, I've been so, I mean, granted he's my fantasy quarterback, but I've been so holding out for Tom Brady, but you give up 17-0 on the Bengals and, and have four straight. And three kids, like he gave up everything. <laughs> he gave up every. he gave up his life. Pretty much, she gave up an incredible marriage, and I mean, well, there's probably other reasons why, not just this retirement, though. I'm sure this retirement is a catalyst, but I just can't. You Brady gave up 17 points at half, they were doing awesome against the Bengals, and then four straight turnovers, two interceptions by Brady, and two handoffs. How does Brady mess up a handoff? You know what's crazy is going mm. into the playoffs. I still don't want to play the Buccaneers in the playoffs as no, the Giants. I do, honestly, you'll run. I don't. No, and he playoff Tom Brady is a different animal. He than might Raiders. not make the playoffs, and, Kyle. No, I know there's that. Yeah, but if he does, there's still a team I don't want to play because now their defense isn't terrible. Number one, number two, they still have Tom Brady, who's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. They still have Chris. He's the greatest quarterback. Mike, 
Not currently. I'm saying like like of all oh, time, yeah. yes. But I'm not saying like currently. But they have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. They still have uh, Leonard Fournette and Rashad White as well. You're telling me you what you'd be okay playing that in the playoffs? Yes, the, I think the Patriots would beat that. Team. In the element that Brady thrives in? No, I don't think I don't think you'd want to play that. The team. Buccaneers especially, are six and eight. Yes. And then I understand that, Nick, but I'm saying they could still make the playoffs just as any other team in that division is still eligible. And they would have home field advantage. They're going to mm-hmm. have home field advantage coming into the playoffs, no matter who wins that division. I don't want to play Brady in that division. You yes, I know the damn no, 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 look at the craziest uh, stat here. Points four. They have 30 yeah. less points than anyone else in their division. And that dog no, shit Yes. Division. That's an issue. Yes. My, I don't the only thing. Playoffs, but I'm just saying I don't want to play them in there. Hey, Here's, you guys, the thing like, with the the NFC East kind of just like pass all your like badness down to the NFC South this season? Yes, it kind of seems that way. Like, holy crap! And the the problem with the Bucks is this is a team that shouldn't be doing this bad. You actually, if you have a healthy secondary, you have a ve- you have two very serviceable corners. You have Dean, who's still coming off as a great slot corner. You have two very good safeties. You have an incredible pass rush and. I, one thing that's, I mean, he's also my wide receiver in my fantasy league. Uh, Mike Evans can't catch anything. You know, he has, if I'm correct, he's at least in top five for the most deep drops of any wide receiver in the league. It was the game against, it was against the Browns, and then uh, it was the Ravens that he had at least four deep drops. One of them, he also had one against the Panthers, where he had the ball in his hand going for a touchdown, and he dropped it twice against the Panthers. That's two touchdowns right there. So I, this Dude, team is just, I don't know. Good. Like, they're they just not good, and they're games, just, they just can't figure themselves out. They are two games under five hundred. It is, unfortunately, very realistic. There's a team that could make the playoffs mm-hmm. that is th- two or three games under five hundred because that whole yeah. division is utter doggy doo-doo. You know, it it's is. not the first time it's happened. It probably won't be the last. It'll probably happen from time to time where there's just that many bad teams. It happened a couple years ago in the NFC East where I think it was. Two years ago. Seven yeah, and nine. I mean, it just it happened recently. Like, it happens from time to time. It's just, it will, But once you reach the playoffs, it really becomes any given Sunday mentality. And that's why I'm saying. And that's why you should, up, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. If the Bucks men are able to get the, I don't I have no idea who their next three opponents are. I, I'm not even just looking at that. I'm just going straight off of just looking at their roster. That's terrifying to me to play in the playoffs. And I know Giants won't get there right away because I highly doubt they will be the. They are going well, to be they, the. They would have to be the. Guaranteed. Yeah, so the Giants wouldn't. Have, so in order for them to play the Bucks, they would have to be the fourth seed, or not fourth seed, fifth seed. And I don't think that's going to happen. No, so gonna I, happen. It, the Cowboys are. It looks like. Games on them, so. Right. Well, right. And, the Cowboys are even close to even winning the division technically. Well, the they have well, they're two games behind well, the, the Eagles, but they already clinched. Yeah, so I mean, yes, they, they clinched did. the playoff spot, but like, but going into next week, uh, Jalen Hurts is got a shoulder injury right now. Yeah, does that affect? Gardner does be that affect one game? Gardner Mitchell, he's doing one game. That's all he has to do. And honestly, he might not have to do that because Jalen Hurts might Also, be considering the Cowboys gave up 40 unanswered points to the to the Jags yeah, and to the Jaguars. So, yeah. 
But, I mean, all right. honestly, this is a crazy weekend in football. Um, it's only going to get crazy as we get closer to playoffs. I'm just saying the Patriots should tank for Tom. Uh, Tom Brady should come to the Patriots next year to finish Stop. Yep. There, uh, Stop. To give yeah. Stop. Jones some much-needed help. Um, does anyone yeah. have anything else they wanted to talk about today? I, I have um, one quick mm. I, I had one, one quick curiosity here. Okay. If you're yeah. the 49ers, who's your quarterback when the playoffs start? Uh, playoff start, uh, Purdy. Well, I don't think Purdy. When's, when's Garoppolo going to be no, back? He may be back for the playoffs. There oh, were rumors I'm that he could be back for the playoffs. It depends. If they, make, if they make divisional, then yes, like Garoppolo is back by then. But they have do to you, get through wild cards. you take out Brock Purdy? No. no. It depends how he does. No. He's your hot hand. He is literally a hot hand right now. Like, so that's the problem. Let's say going into let, – let's say, yeah, they stick with Purdy throughout postseason. Jimmy Garoppolo leaves in free agency. He goes to wherever he goes. Do they automatically give the helm to Brock Purdy next season? No. Or do yes. they make – or is there a battle between yeah, – There's a whole other it will thing. Be, they might so, trade Garoppolo. So, they might trade Trey Lance. Uh, or maybe so look at Brady is, as well. Brady's an option. Is, the thing is that I see is – Yes, if you want Garoppolo to stay as a backup option, you sign him to another like year deal, one year deal as a backup. You have him kind of just like ride it out. You have then Trey Lance and Brock Purdy battle it out. I see Brock Purdy taking over this team, which the team has come around to support him all the way through and has come up with the wins. He has come up in taking the team and now has clinched the spot for them in the playoffs, winning the NFC West. Like, he has the hot hand. Trey Lance did not seem like he had the approval of the team whatsoever. He also Kyle, Shan- Kyle Shanahan didn't have faith in him after watching him play. It, it kind of yeah. shows you, like, what the hell was the point of su- drafting him if we're not even going to do anything? So at this point, you might as well try to trade him away Mm-hmm. Get him or get some at least a decent second or third round pick for him from a team that needs a new quarterback. Potentially the Jets if they really wanted a new quarterback because of the Zach Wilson, Mike White issue that's going on. You know who I like, think is a great fit for Trey Lance, honestly? Who may mm-hmm. go for it? Is the Rams. I don't think so. I don't think they're going to keep. I know they have Matt Stafford for, what is it, four or five more years, right? Or, but or I don't think. I don't think they're going to stick with uh, Baker, Baker at all. No, no they, Baker's I think gonna it was just a temporary fix. But I think mm, that yeah. person they're going to bring in to be under Matt Stafford is Trey Lance. I, I think I could, that's a better fit because I don't know. If I could see team... it, but at the same time, I don't know if the 49ers would be that dumb enough to trade within their division that fast. I don't yeah. think they care, though, essentially. If, well, they want, if anything, they want a first-round pick back for him, a, either a late first-round pick to an yeah. early second-round pick. And that's the problem, is that the Rams do not have a first-round pick this year, and they want something in return for that, for them wasting a, what, fifth, pick, third pick, second pick in the draft third, for him? Third pick. Third, third pick. Yeah. When they had the chance to draft Justin Fields, Justin Fields or Mac Jones would have been a better option in San Francisco at this point. I don't. I don't think they can get better than the third round pick for him. To be honest, mm. he hasn't proved. I think, he hasn't I think late second. 
I think late yeah, second I, if a team is I think desperate that's the enough. Highest. Okay, yeah, that's I think late highest. second to third would be their best, or they get a package deal for him. Somehow they get another player that they need, desperately help their team out. Potentially that secondary. It's been kind of good, but I mean, it still could use some help. Um, Honestly, I, I just want to see what happens the rest of the season before we start to sign up. Right. Purdy's the Crandos guy. Uh, because but I mean, able. Purdy has to win out the rest of the season. To claim I, that he has to do a lot. Um, I, truthfully, I, don't I don't think he needs to win out. I, I, don't, I, think I think he does. I think he does. If you want, if he, if he wants to make a claim that he's the starting quarterback going into next year, I really think he needs to win the rest of the season, help at least win one playoff game to show that he can do it, and then uh, yeah. do well in the divisional if he makes it to I, the division. I, I don't think so. I think that tra- I think that he has to. He, he already gave himself a chance if he makes it to the playoffs. Um, and I think next year is when they decide. I don't think he's a guarantee either way or a non-guarantee either way. Um, even if he loses his first playoff game. But uh, anything else unrelated to football that we wanted to talk a little bit about? I know we want to talk a little bit about the Bengals and their comeback. Um, there's really not a ton to it other than Joe Burrow went Joe Shiesty on him. Uh, and yeah. the Bucks looked awful in the second half. And also the Bengals defense definitely stepping it up in the second half too. They have a very underrated defense. Yeah, it's really – and really do, just ran it down the field multiple times. Do yeah, one thing too – hmm? Another path in the playoffs where the Bengals either have to play Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. I'd say if they play Josh Allen, it's definitely going to be a tough game. If they play Mahomes, I honestly, if they're able to actually get... Uh, Wait, don't they play the Chiefs next week? No, the Bengals already beat the Chiefs. Oh, they already it's, beat them this season. Yeah, so if the Bengals actually have the same record as the Chiefs and, it, and end up may, maybe even having... Uh, to host the Chiefs, honestly, uh, the Chiefs, if they play the Bengals, are probably going to lose. Realistically, they're probably going really to lose. If they if until the playoffs start, to be honest, I need to see yeah. the games because I yeah we, like we talk retor- like off and on about it. I have no opinion until we're like closer because so much can happen between now and the playoffs. Travis Kelsey could like tweak his knee or something like that. Would don't be- you say that. Knock on some wood right fucking now. Knock on some wood. If I didn't hear I the swear knock. To God, I swear to God, God if Travis Kelsey blows out his fucking knee and I end up losing in fantasy you know, because of it, I'm going to I didn't even knock the wood. So I know you didn't. I knocked on wood for you. I knocked on wood for you. If, if Travis Kelsey blows out his knee and I'm not alive next week, then Kyle killed me. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, for anybody wondering, uh, NFL Tears will be next week. I'm sorry. Uh, I had a movie premiere, and my brother just got married. So I, I will have uh, tears for next week. Where are my invites, Yeah, I was there. You were there. Oh, where's your invite? You can talk to Bobby. <laughs> uh, Bobby me, too. He, it was awesome. It was so beautiful. I'm just kidding. I wasn't there. Uh, anyways, um, it was a great episode this week, episode 43. We inch ever mm-hmm. closer to episode 50, the halfway to 100. Um, mm-hmm. Next week we should – I know that a few people will not be – or at least one person will not be here next week, although we should have a little bit more of the crew. Uh, we'll have the NFL tiers next week as well as some more fun activities. So I hope you all have a great rest of your day and a great week, and have a merry – Happy 